Cancer Life with Brent and Jeff. Good evening and welcome to the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. How's everybody doing out there tonight? We're doing fine. We're doing fine. <laughs> yes, crowd precipitation. We like that. All our crowd sounds like a, a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> a creepy one at that. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. <laughs> We're glad you tuned in tonight, as I'm sure you are. We're starting another series. We are just rolling on with these series, and it's good because we get a full taste of what we're talking about, what the scripture says, wraps it in a nice little package where we can go step-by-step through it and you can keep up to date. And what it does is it encourages consistent listening from our listeners. Because they're like, oh, I missed it. I got to go online. Is that our strategy? It drives traffic to the website. It serves many purposes. And uh, tonight we are starting a series on the parables of Jesus. And tonight we're going to be talking about how parables are more than just the story that we hear in Sunday school. And Jesus certainly intended more for them than just being a story. Dude, I serve a society by rocking. I'm out there on the front lines liberating people with my music. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Rocking ain't no walk in the park, lady. All right, that was Barlow Girl, Open Heavens. And like Jeff said, we're kicking it off with the parable series. I'm excited. Parables. What's a parable? It's a story. Jesus liked to talk in parables. He had lots of stories to tell. Um, it's almost like an analogy. Yeah. Or an allegory. Yeah. Telling a story that pairs up nicely with another story with a truth with with a a principle and um we're excited because you know we're just to be able to focus we we know a lot of these because we've read them in church we've read them as bible stories as jeff said and um there's there's great truth in these in these parables and um you know but they're somewhat of a mystery and the disciples actually thought it was somewhat of a mystery as well you know if you look in matthew 13 which is we're going to be parked tonight um you know, he started off talking about the sower, and uh, the verse actually says that Jesus, um, you know, he spoke many things in parables. He spoke many things in parables, and he goes on and talks about the sower, and we all know the story of the sower, where the seed falls, and falls on different types of soil, and the disciples heard that parable, and they asked, they said, why do you speak to them in parables? Why don't you just tell them the truth? Why do you have to kind of have the story and have them try to figure out the truth. And that was a good question because, you know, if we, I'm glad they asked that (laughs) because I probably would have asked that as well. You know, you're telling the story. What, what's the point of this story? I mean, there's seeds falling. Yeah, we get it. Some grow, some don't, but why are you, why are you bothering with the story? Why don't you just tell us what we need to know? And, uh, so disciples kicked that, that question off and, um, you know, he answered them, and he has a pretty long answer, which we'll get into throughout the night. Um, but basically, Jesus has something that he wants to tell those who want to hear it. And um, if you don't want to hear it tonight, then his this show, this series isn't going to be for you, because parables wouldn't be for you. He wants us to seek out the truth. He wants folks who want to hear, who want to understand, who want to listen. And so tonight, we're going to kind of dig into more of why parables, why are they more than a story? And um, also some great music in store tonight. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period. That was adding to the noise by Switchfoot. And uh, we live in a world that is constantly trying to teach us its agenda. Maybe you have your own agenda out there and you, you have people that listen to you. Or, you know, you, you hold a lot of weight in whatever 
you know group you're in. And uh, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of different opinions about things. Even over scripture, there's like different debating opinions and all that stuff. But it's not what Jesus intended. And when he lays out these stories, you know, he's he's almost weeding out the people that have their own interpretations and stuff like that. Because there is, you know, the Bible is not open to any one person's interpretation. There's an interpretation of the Bible. You know, we can go back and forth uh, over little things. But I, I feel like Jesus, he said what he said and he didn't want it there's no mixed messages involved you know Brent was saying how it's so simple yet so deep and he said it a lot better than that but <laughs> yeah, I think I think what I said is it's the the word is so simple that a child can understand it but the wisest of men will never reach its depths you know it, they'll never get bored with it like oh that's simple I got it now move on to some other book mm-hmm. you know but a kid can understand that Jesus loves them and it's just yeah. an amazing um What's the word there? Dichotomy. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So Ooh, uh, big words yeah, tonight. I know. It's the parables. It's bringing it out in us. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it does. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. The Altar Life with Red and Jeff. All right, that was Fight Inside by Red, and uh, let's just keep rolling with what Jesus said, because you know disciples asked that poignant question: Why do you speak to them in parables, Jesus? And he said, because it is been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven but to them it has not been given so he's kind of comparing the disciples to the other folks saying i've given you the ability to understand the mysteries of the kingdom but to to these other folks it hasn't this that hasn't been given to them and for whoever has to him more will be given and he will have abundance but whoever does not have even what he has will be taken away from him and if you start, you know, stop there. Go. Oh, let's re- one more verse. Therefore, I speak. Oh, I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And you know, he's kind of drawing two groups of people: the people that have been given the ability to understand these things, and the people who don't. You know, and if you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, the Holy Spirit is actively. Um, speaking truth to you through God's word and that's a great thing but some the same person who doesn't have the Holy Spirit who doesn't have that ability can be reading that verse and go I don't get it It doesn't make any sense because they don't have the spirit of God lighting up lighting that verse on fire for them Um, and he's kind of comparing the two groups of people yeah I was just talking to somebody actually they were saying about how a friend of theirs you know a long time ago when he was newly saved he used to go to the bar get drunk and then he would stand up and start reading Bible verses to people there. And I was just like, that is the most counterproductive thing in the world. Not only is a terrible witness to go and get drunk at a bar and then say, oh yeah, I'm going to tell you about the Bible, but those people who haven't had their eyes and ears opened by the Holy Spirit, like Brent was talking about, the Bible is gibberish to them. Like, think about, you know, if you're newly saved or if you can still remember what it was like before you were saved and you picked up the Bible and you read it, it was like reading Greek. Not (laughs) Maybe you had a Greek translation, but honestly, like, it, it takes the Holy Spirit speaking to our hearts to open up what the spiritual truths are in the Word of God. You know, it's it's not just like uh, everybody reads it, everybody gets You know, there are those verses out there where it's like, okay, if you don't understand what that means, you're stupid. <laughs> but, but like stuff like this, you know, you need to, it needs to be in context. You need to have a frame of reference when Jesus starts to tell these parables and stuff like that. And what he's saying to the disciples is, and he, and he goes on and it says that, 
prophecy in Isaiah is fulfilled in them when it says they don't understand, their hearts have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and that's because of the sin in their life and their separation from God. So he paints an analogy for them so that they can understand a biblical truth. And just to follow up what Jeff was saying in the last segment, you know, Jesus says, I speak to parables because these folks who don't understand what they actually see, and if you don't have the Holy Spirit tonight, you might be listening to this parable of the sower or all these parables and go, I understand the words you're saying. I understand the story. I understand what happened. I understand, yes, there was a sower, there was a farmer, he threw seed, it landed on different soils, some grew, some didn't. I understand that. But what you might not understand is what Jesus is trying to communicate in that, which is, hey, look, the word of God is the seed. <laughs> and, you know, the word of God can fall on some folks and the soil is our hearts. And, you know, and it, you can, <clears throat> you know, you can, there's a meaning behind it. And you might not get the meaning behind it as full. You know, to be honest, you know, there's times where I read the verse that I already know. The Holy Spirit has actually already taught me something in it. And years later, I go back and I read that same verse, and the Holy Spirit speaks something completely different, or something so much deeper than what I had before. And it's because the Holy Spirit is making known that mystery to me, the mystery, the depth of the kingdom, and He's doing that through the, through the working of, in my in my life, and and you know what He's doing, accomplishing in my life. And it's a great, it's it's awesome. That's that's the Word of God. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That was my heart cries out fighting instinct before that you heard house of heroes somebody knows and uh, there's one part in that song when they're just all chanting i want the truth i want the truth and you know our heart heart cries out like fighting instinct there is you know a mass of people out there that need to know the truth and they're hungering for it and what they the problem is is that they're filling it with other things like the everybody has the desire to know what's true but what they do is they buy the lie that you know whether it's the culture or their their mentors or you know whoever they look up to their role models tell them what is true and uh, one of the biggest lies out there is that it's you make up what's true for you you know that may be true for you no there's truth out there jesus is saying if i just give them the truth and they have no enlightenment it's just going to bounce off their ears so i need to craft it in a way that they can chew it you know as, as simple people you know simple Whatever they were, fishermen or dirty old fishermen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and uh, I think it's kind of funny because the disciples are like, you know, why are you telling them in parables? And Jesus says, well, it's been given to you to understand. There's so many examples of the disciples being like, hey, what, what did you mean by that? Like, they're supposed <laughs> to be the ones that know. You know right. what I mean? Like, the apostles. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think a lot of times they're asking these questions, and they're like embarrassed to be like, uh why don't you just tell, come out and tell us what it means? Because we don't understand the parable. <laughs> you know, and he has to explain it. But um, <laughs> I think that God, uh, you know, he, he confirms his prophecy through Isaiah when he says, the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their eyes are hard of hearing. Or sorry, their ears are hard of hearing. Their eyes have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. We get to a point where we shut off from God. So that, you know, basic truth. Someone was just to come and say, hey, you need to do this. God loves you. It's like, whatever. You know, yeah. it takes sometimes God, he is the creator, obviously. And he is very creative in how he draws people to himself. Telling a story, painting a picture, whatever it is. He, it's not a, it's not beneath him to do that. You see the different examples of how he reaches people. 
And you see the grace of Jesus in that verse because he, you know, he comments, says, the hearts are grown dull, the ears are hard, and their eyes they have closed. Like, the people are the ones that have closed their eyes and closed their ears out. And Jesus says, last, if they didn't, they should see with their eyes and in their ears. They would understand, their hearts would understand, and they would turn to me and I would heal them. Like, Jesus is almost saying that I can picture out of brokenness for them and for their hearts. And we want to let you know our website is still active. For all you people out there like, I wonder if they still have a website. Of course we do. www.thealterlife.com. Alter, remember, spelled A-L-T-A-R. And um, we'd love for you to check out our website. As of right now, you can probably still listen to the entire James series if you want to catch up on that. Um, going forward, you'll be able to stay in touch with our, uh, I almost said Psalm series, Parable series. I was thinking of the P. Yeah. But the P is silent in Psalms, so I don't know why that triggered Psalms for me. Because we kept saying Psalms when we were going yeah, through that the series. The spotlight on Psalms. Yeah. Um, so we would love for you to check it out. And uh, there's going to be our entire database of unbelievables will be there soon. Over 170 and yeah. counting. Yeah. So um, craziness. You can download that stuff. Just have it on your computer. You might want to only Share listen to Share it with your friends. Check out this. Yeah. This was funny. Check it <laughs> yeah. out. Share it on Facebook or whatever you do. Uh, <laughs> I just think it's funny because it's like you have to take it in small doses, though, because we don't want to be responsible for any hernias that may be caused by uproarious <laughs> laughter. You're unbelievable. The Ultra. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. You smell that, Jeff? It's a, it's a smell of ballpark franks. Mm. Mm. 100% beef. The smell of chicken Pete's french fries. No. <laughs> That's only a The smell of mediocre chili and <laughs> cheese salve. <No. laughs> and, and the smell of spring. Because, you know, when spring comes, one of the best parts of spring is the brand new baseball season. Jeff and I, baseball fans, and love going to the, and the first ballpark experience when we oh, get yeah. to go. And, and the food... Just the food. I like the food. <laughs> the baseball's good, but... You know. I know. I just like the aura because I try to, like... The only time I go is, like, the dollar dog night because I can't drop, like, $40 That's on true. food expensive. on top of, like, $50 on tickets. So we are we have the luxury of having probably one of the top five baseball parks where we live. Philadelphia area. Citizens <laughs> Bank Park. Um, not promoting Citizens Bank in any way <laughs> here on the Alter Life. But... Um, you know, honestly, you go, you walk in there, and you feel like you're transported back. They had, they captured the the newness, the modernness of baseball, as well as like the classic with the brick and the garden areas, and they kind of, you know, in their in the pros and in the cons, they kind of took a little bit of every old fashioned stadium. So it's not quite original, but yep. you capture that nice little home feel. And baseball's so traditional. There's those things that just are staples, like the seventh inning stretch. That's awesome. Like it's like everyone just stands up and stretches. And yeah. sings, Take me out to the ball game. It's awesome. What if I want to stretch during like the fifth? No. Inning? Would I be kicked out? No, you can't. That giant hand like on the board would say, You will be ejected. <laughs> like the cartoon. You know what? There's so much anticipation in the walk from the car to into oh, this, awesome. that whole you like here. Yeah, the hear and the sound and you walk into it and this is like this is gonna be another this is gonna be three hours of awesome entertainment. Yeah, like it's it's dusk. Yeah. And the stadium lights are already on if you yeah. go to like a night game. Yeah. Maybe a little chilly, you have like a windbreaker on, you're like, this is going to be the greatest experience. Uh-huh. Oh man, I wanna go now. I'm gonna go online buy awesome. tickets. <laughs> <laughs> but you just you know, you, you walk by everybody 
is, you know, with the exception of some of the people up in the higher levels, everybody is there for the same reason, and that's to enjoy baseball. Everybody's your best friend, yep. except for in the higher levels, uh, <laughs> where people vomit and do <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> things. But, uh, you know, no, the true, true Philly fan, true Philly baseball fan, they're the best fans. You know, it's the, it's the minorities, the stupid, uh, you know, the guy who just goes to get drunk. You know, right? It, it's the, they, this, the loud minority, I guess you would say, that paints it bad for everybody else. Yeah. But the true ballpark experience is just unbelievable. And whatever ballpark you go to, I'm sure you feel the same way. Not excluding our other <laughs> listeners, but hey, come frankly, on. the Phillies fans are the best. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> we're not. We're not. We can only but. talk about what we've experienced. Yeah, I don't know true. what it's like down in Tennessee, but maybe I will learn sometime. <laughs> Invite us down, then we will learn. <laughs> the Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. That was the meaning of it all by Plank Guy. It's all that matters. What's the meaning of it all? And that's what we're all trying to discover. And that's what Jesus wants us to search out. So uh, it's really uh, important that we focus on uh, what he's saying. And a good way to do that is to take all the parables and look at them together instead of just, you know, we hear every couple weeks, oh, there's the Good Samaritan or here's the Prodigal Son. You hear them. But when you actually look at all the parables together, they all form like a... There's a central message, and Jesus wants us to search that out. That's why he's saying, you know, it's been given to us to, um, to know the mysteries, but it's for us to search and to dig deep. It's not like this superficial top top soil t- kind of a thing. you got to get down deep to understand these spiritual truths, and they'll continue to come alive to you as you dig deeper and deeper and find them out. And Jesus goes on after he describes the people who don't get it and whose eyes are closed and ears are shut off. And um, he says to his disciples, though, but blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. How special the disciples. Obviously, they're looking right at their Savior, Jesus, which is awesome, and I'm sure so many prophets um, and righteous men wanted to see Jesus face to face like they were seeing him. Um, but as, you know, as they have, you know, are going to be, you know, filled, Jesus is enabling them to actually see the mysteries that he's communicating to them. And um, how blessed are we to actually have now the Holy Spirit, which is Jesus, right, in our, in our hearts, to be able to continually show us and point us to the mysteries of heaven and, and to, to bring the truths out of these parables. You know, there's so t- many times where I read the Bible and I'm like, huh? You know, I don't get it. But, you know, God has always been faithful when you just sit and you chew on it and you ask the Lord to speak to your heart and, you know, you dig and you study and, you know, there's, and it may not be right away because he really wants you to meditate on his word and seek out the kingdom. Um, and he adds the things that he wants for you. You know, he gives you the things that he wants to show you. And like I said, there's times where I read a verse and I get something out of it and God just totally blessing me and. And then I read it again and I go, whoa, I thought that was what that meant. But it also means this. Wow. You know, and you just start, we'll never be done. (laughs) We'll never just completely understand because how deep the mysteries are of the kingdom. Yeah. I mean, you might be sitting here and being challenged like we are. You know, how many of us have closed off our ears or have closed our eyes? We've done it. You know, we've. We've said, you know what, I just don't feel like it. <laughs> you know, I don't feel like going deep right now. I don't feel like, you know, devoting this much time and effort into my walk with Christ. 
so that you get to a point where you're not hearing from him and you're like, oh, why, why, why do I feel dead? It's because we've closed ourselves off. It's because we've become distracted. We don't want to get to that point. And if you haven't in a while, just a reminder, check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. And we don't speak parables on there, but maybe we should start. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, here's the Je- Brent and Jeff parable. Um, it would no, be terrible. It would be horrible. That's a bad <laughs> idea. Scratch that. Um, Jesus has an awesome parable, though, that he moves right into, the parable of the sower. And uh, it's a very familiar parable. It's a very familiar story. Um, and, you know, he has a truth to speak about the truth of God's word. And... Um, you know, it's it's it, it talks to the word of God in, in our hearts. And tonight, I just pray that our hearts are open to hear what, what God has to say to us through this parable as we move into that. And therefore, Jesus says, after I've explained that you get the mysteries, you can understand this. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. He says, listen, I've already told the story, but I'm going to explain it. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. That is he who receives seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on the stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. And now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives the seed on the good ground is he who hears the word, understands it, who bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. You know, Jesus explains to them the parable of the sower, the different, the four different types of seeds that fall, um, those by the wayside, those in the in the thorny, the thorny area. Um, you know, those in the stony places and those that, that land in the good soil. And, uh, you know, the different, the different types of people that are out there, different types of heart conditions that are out there. And um, obviously one sounds a lot better than the other three, um, being the good seed. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, it's, we wonder why sometimes Jesus speaks in these, um, in these vague terms as we understand them anyway. We look at it and we see, Okay, why didn't he just say point blank? You know, that's what the disciples ask. You know, why is he just, why are you making it something it doesn't have to be, you know? And uh, I think Jesus, he wants people who want to hear. And and he would be the same way. You know, I don't, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. He wants people that are going to seek out the truth. He doesn't want people that he's just going to have to spoon feed all the time. But, you know, Paul talks about how you, be, you should be having the meat by now. You're still drinking the milk. You know, there's there's steps that we take in a Christian walk that require growth. And um, as I was saying in the last segment about, you know, you look at these these examples of the different soil, and we call it the parable of the sower. But I, you know, it's actually the parable of the different kinds of soil. You know, the people that yeah. that receive the word, and all the parables have to do with some truth, whether it's the word of God being preached to them. Or God's love being shown to them in some way. You talk about the prodigal son, etc. But this specific parable, he's talking about. You know, there are people. It's basically weeding out those that are not interested in God. You know, the people who hear the word of God and just psh, doesn't matter. And then you know that seed doesn't go anywhere. 
and the people who are they're like yeah that sounds really good and then as soon as something difficult comes away they're like I thought this was supposed to be a piece of cake and then forget that but then there's the people that are genuine but they can't let go of the world they get choked by these cares and desires and then finally the people that actually want the the word of God understand it accept it and they see the, the truth of it and they see the growth that comes from it and to just wrap up tonight you know the four different types of soil I think the challenge overall here is in one sense is to like Jeff was saying is you know the word is being sown in the world I mean the, the seed is out there that we have the word of God and you know we're people who have hearts that are soil and the challenge here is you know as the seed is going out don't be too busy so that it falls by the wayside. You know, seek it out for yourself. And in that seeking, continue to seek. Don't let it just be shallow where the root doesn't, is, doesn't have an opportunity to grow deep as the second soil was. And you know what? Put away the world because the world will choke out anything that the seed wants to do. And this is the fruit that, that God wants to have in your life. The world will just choke it out. And, um, you know, be the good ground that this seed can, can find root in and that God can produce fruit, right, in your life so that you can be pleasing to him. And I think that's that's the sower, and that's what we've been talking about tonight. And as the parables come forth in the next several series, is, you know, we just chant, you know, episodes of our series just continue to be challenged by the word and the seed um, and just mull on it and seek it out. What does God have for you? Yeah, because you, you can approach this and you can tune into the, the episodes and everything and you can hear a bunch of stories. But Jesus wants you to see more than a story. He wants you to know that there is foundational truth to be discovered for those that are willing to seek for it. Um, he's not going to just hand you everything. He handed you the keys to the kingdom. You know, you have a ticket to heaven, but to have a, va- a valuable, purposeful life and to know the truth because the truth sets us free. And he's given us these nuggets, these Easter eggs that we can go and find in his, in his truth. And it's for our benefit. And uh, that's our approach that we're, we're going to have with these next few episodes. So stick around until next week. Be cool cats. Live for Christ. Mm-hmm.